We're going to get started tonight uh, on our, in our Bible study, uh, our spotlight on Scripture uh, for this evening, and uh, we're going to be dealing in the book of Acts and with, um, well, I'll get into it and let you know, but I think this is kind of uh, timely uh, for right now with um, especially things happening like it is in our country. But we want to focus tonight on the book of Acts, 17th chapter. We're going to read verses 15 through 17. And that's going to be what we're going to spotlight. And they that con uh, conducted Paul brought him unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus, and by the way, Timotheus, that's Timothy, uh, Timotheus is the long of it, and Timothy is a short uh, of that, for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, now, they, came, uh, they was in Athens, Greece, and Paul was waiting for them to get there, and while he was in Athens, the Bible says his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons, and in the market daily with them that met with him. What we're going to be focusing on that right there is where the Bible says that his spirit was stirred in him. And I'm going to teach tonight for a few minutes on a subject titled, Being a Voice for righteousness, being a voice for righteousness, I'll stand for Jesus, hallelujah, we need to realize uh, tonight church that the body of Christ is the voice of God on this earth. And if the body of Christ does not stand and speak, God's voice will not be heard. You are the hands, the feet, the mouth of Jesus. And if it ever was a time, a day, that the church needs to be a voice of righteousness in an unrighteous world. Hallelujah. If it ever was a time that the church needs to shine, it is the hour that we're living in. Hallelujah. We are that voice of righteousness. But it's a shame that many people in the body of Christ stay silent. And when good men stay silent, that's when evil men prevail. 
If you are silent and you don't become a voice of righteousness, then you've got blood on your hands. You're just as much to blame for all the wickedness going on on the planet than anybody else. We are God's voice. And unless we speak, His voice will not be heard. Now, there's a lot of ways that the voice of God can speak through, through us. But there's a couple things that I want to bring out from this, this evening, that I want to, uh, want you to really give a whole lot of consideration about. And the first thing that I want to talk about tonight is time should never be wasted. Time should never be wasted. Paul said in the 16th verse, now while Paul, uh, well it wasn't Paul said this, Luke was the one who wrote the book of Acts. He was uh, uh, there, one of the traveling companions and Luke was the one who wrote Acts. And when he wrote this about Paul staying in Athens, he said, now while Paul waited for them at Athens. Now, if Paul had been a modern day apostolic, while he was waiting, he'd say, oh, vacation time. So he'd go out there and jump in a hammock and sip lemonade. I've been, I've been going from city to city, town to town. I can't, I, we can't have no meetings or we can't do anything until they get here. So it's vacation time. But the apostle Paul wouldn't like that. He didn't waste time. We are living in a fast-paced world. Humanity speeds ahead with a velocity unequal in recent history. But as we multitask, more and more people you understand what I mean by multitasking today in the technological, technological age, or I can't say that word plain, but as we multitask as never before, I believe we still waste more time than the generations did before us. I believe that this generation wastes a whole lot more time than what the generation of our grandparents did. Even though we live in this technological world, and, you know, we're, we, we do two or three things at a time when really when you're driving that automobile that phone should not be in your hand hallelujah or a bunch of other things we want to know how come so many accidents <laughs> I passed a lady one time early in the morning in the school bus she had some kind of biscuit, sausage biscuit in one, one, uh, one hand, and it looked like she was guiding the steering wheel with her knee as she was looking down trying to put some lipstick on. I think I'd rather be on the road with a drunk. <laughs> Amen. 
but we're constantly multitasking. But when we sit down and look at it all, church, I believe we waste more time than the generation did before us. People seem to get less accomplished today, even with all the time savers that we employ. Hallelujah. The more and more time savers that we, that we gather and employ, it seems like the less that we get accomplished. The Apostle Paul believed in redeeming the time. He knew he had a mandate to fulfill, so he made use of every second to proclaim the truth and speak out everywhere a voice for righteousness that was needed. Paul didn't just sit around and, and, and whittle. But while he was waiting for the brethren to come back, he began to walk around the city of Athens. He was redeeming the time and he, he saw everything that was going on and, and it stirred him inside and he got busy. Hallelujah. You know, if the church today would get busy praying and fasting and being like the Apostle Paul, it wouldn't take long. We'd get every name out of that bowl right there. What little we have done, think about the names that's come out. <laughs> and I, and, and I, won't, I won't say anything else, but, uh, but there's, some, there's some other names that's stirring in there. Hallelujah. God's doing something. God's doing something. Hallelujah. But church, we got to redeem the time. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15 and 17. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. My, my, my. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Redeem the time. Every, 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 every chance you get, you need to be that voice of righteousness. You need to be speaking out just like Apostle Paul spoke out. And Listen, Paul had never been in Athens before. He didn't know a dead, blamed person in Athens. He didn't have no kinfolks there. But he knew that there were souls there, and it stirred him because he knew that there was a whole city going to hell. So he, he stayed out of the hammock and quit sipping the lemonade, and he got up and about the father's business. You want revival? We got to be about the Father's business. We want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. We got to get about the Father's business. God is looking for somebody to be a voice for righteousness in this sinful world. Now, I want to I want to read that same scripture in Ephesians, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, jump the gun on Sister Darlene. I'm gonna read it again in the Amplified version. Because I know, I know she's already got it turned over there. Uh-huh. Notice how it, how it says it here. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life 
with honor, purpose, and courage. Man, that's powerful. Hallelujah. Ain't it amazing today how so many people leave in the church, they just, they just wander around in a day. Amen. I was reading something today, uh, a, uh, a quote. I can't remember the one, one who, who spoke it and said it, but uh, he said the two greatest days in a person's life is number one, when they was born, and number two, when they realized why they was born. Amen. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. There's a lot of toleration of evil today in this world. And the Bible says we got to shun those. Wow. Come on, this is the Word of God. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as the unwise, but as wise. And then in the brackets, Sensible, intelligent, discerning people. My, my. Making the very most of your time. That's what redeeming the time. And King James says, says right here, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Hallelujah. Do you recognize the opportunities God gives you to be able to shine to somebody? Do you recognize the opportunities God gives you during the day to stand up for Jesus? Do you recognize the opportunities that God gives you, be it on your job um, uh, or in your neighborhood or where it might be, for every opportunity. That's something sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes things just fly over my head, you know, and I, uh, it's, it's like when Sister Darlene uh, is home and trying to talk and get my attention, but I'm doing something else, you know, she has to, has to holler at me. But uh, that's, prob that's probably a man thing, some of you ladies might agree. <laughs> Oh, Brother Paul, I didn't mean to get you in trouble, brother. <laughs> Amen. But but sometimes I'm kind of slow, so some, so I pray. I says, Lord, help me to recognize the opportunities that you give me. I miss some opportunities. You know, we got to be careful. We can't judge everybody by the same broadcloth. Over at the old, old church, we were all the time having people come in and want 
won't help when you hear every kind of story. And it don't take long after you help so many people, then you look look down the road after you walk out of church at the corner store and you see him coming out with a quart of beer. It don't take too long to desensify you and where you begin to judge everybody after the same cloth. I remember one time this... And sadly, this is not the only occasion for me, but there's been a lot of times. I gotta, I gotta confess my faults. There's been been a lot of times that I have missed opportunities. I've wasted an opportunity. Uh, back when I was driving truck for Middle Tennessee Foods, seems like no matter what I always, I've always done, I've always had to get up real early and go to work early and I had done uh, I had done driven uh, a piece out of town and delivering at a Kroger store and came back and there's a little restaurant down there it was then I don't know if it's still there or not on Murfreesboro Road and that that section of Murfreesboro Road is has a reputation kind of like uh, uh, Dickerson Road. You've got all kind of walking up down the street there. And uh, I had gotten back in, and it hadn't, wasn't even 9 o'clock yet. So I, I parked the truck before I was headed back into uh, to the plant. And um, I was going to go in and uh, buy some breakfast. And as I stepped down out of the truck, I... Uh, was walking a short piece in, in, in front of that restaurant on, on the sidewalk on Murphy Road, and, and then there was this there was this lady standing there, and she uh, uh, she asked me asked me for some help, and I I done been I've done been hit up by two or three that week, and. Uh, my uh, my patience was kind of wearing wearing thin, and so I said, "I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you." But when I got inside the restaurant and I sat down, I just happened, I just happened to look out the glass of the, of the restaurant, and she was standing out there and she was crying, and and it, and, and God spoke to me. He says. She was really wanting something to eat. So I get, I get up and go back around uh, to uh, what I was going to do was to have her to come in and sit down and to get what she wanted and pay, pay the ticket. But the time I got back around to it, I, she was nowhere to be found. And the Lord spoke to me and says, you missed an opportunity. You missed an opportunity. We need to be careful, folks, not to judge everybody by the same broadcloth. Sometimes God allows people in your life for an opportunity to bless somebody, to help somebody. Sometimes, sometimes we need to be reminded that, hey, it's not all about us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
it's not all about just about us. Amen. So, uh, I I hadn't finished reading that scripture. I need to need, need to put that back up there for me, please. I, I didn't get it all read. Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom, diligence, because the days are, and notice in the brackets, filled with evil. Church, we can't afford as a body of Christ to waste time. Paul, when he was there in in Athens, he made the most of his time. I know we all we all talk about how busy we are and and this and that and, and, and every other thing, but we got to always remember God's got you here to be His voice. He's got me here to be His voice, and if we're not going to do that, why should God keep us here? What other purpose? For the church to be here. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean, you can, and Brother Darrell does this all, all, the, all the time. He goes to different places. You don't have to come to a church house uh, uh, to play and sing and worship God. I worship God in my, in my vehicle sometimes. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I get to sing and worship God driving that school bus. Amen. God didn't give this place to us uh, uh, just just for us to come here and for us. But we got to have taken up all opportunities. All right, I've got to move move on. The second point: never remain passive over social evil. When Paul, it said, now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Church, the body of Christ is staying way too passive over the wickedness and the sin that's going on. There is a dangerous trend within the church in general in terms of speaking out against social sins that are more prevalent and accepted by society. The church is God's voice in the earth today, and when we fail to speak, God's voice is not heard. I'm repeating that. I have had the opportunity, and I've, I've shared this with, with, with the church before, and, but uh, because of certain things, doors God had op- has opened to me in the past, there used to be a minister's day on the hill in, in downtown Nashville at the Capitol. 
every time they had one of the ministers' days on the hill, invitations was given out to, to pastors of all denominations. And uh, we'd go up there, I've been up there, and I would have the opportunity to go and uh, I remember one day, one time I had the opportunity to sit there at uh, uh, Representative Black's desk, sit, sit there at her desk as the proceedings went on, and uh, we were allowed to go through the Capitol and go into the office of all the state representatives and walk in and actually pray for them. And I have been up there several times. And most of the time that I've been up there, I would be the only apostolic pastor represented. Apostolics can get up, man, and they can, they can, they can skin Catholic people up one side and down the other. But I'm going to tell you what, there ain't no church that's fighting against abortion like the Catholics are doing. They put them all to shame. Finally, and I call other, I'd call other pastors myself to make sure. I said, hey, do you hear about this minister's day? I said, need, you need to come on up. We need to have some representation from Jesus' name people. I said, hey, I mean, they even, they even feed, a, a feed you a fine, a fine lunch. And uh, the last time that I went, I sat down at the table and there was one other apostolic there, and it was Bishop uh, Michael Boyd. He came. And it was it was he and I in a in a huge room of several hundred pastors of every kind of denomination you can think of, but only two Jesus named preachers. Folks, apostolic people are plain lazy. I'm sorry, we are lazy. We remain passive over social evils like abortion, like the other, the other things that's going on now with the gay rights movement and, and, and all of that. Uh, some don't want to rock the boat. But church, I, I, I believe that God is going is is to judge us one day when we sit back and we could speak, but we don't speak. Look at, look at uh, Acts 17, 16 and 17 again in the Amplified on, on, on this. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was greatly angry. 
Remember what King James said? His spirit was stirred. The Amplified Version said he was... When he looked out over the city and he saw all... When's the last time you've had any righteous indignation about anything? When I... Listen. When I heard about what was happening to Sister Kim Davis, I got mad. My spirit burned within me. And if the church does not stand up and be a voice, there's going to be a lot more Kim Davises in the future. And you might wind up being one of them. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was greatly angered when he saw that the city was full of idols. So he had discussions in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. Now notice this right here. And in the marketplace, day after day with any who happened to be there. Now back in that day, like it is in a lot of places, the marketplace was where everything was happening in the city. If you went to the marketplace and stood around long enough, you'd, you'd run just about everybody in the, because just about everybody in the town would be there. Hallelujah. Be like us going right out in the middle of, of, of Walmart. So Paul, while Paul was waiting, his spirit was stirred. He, got, he had some righteous indignation. And so not only did he go to church, not only did he go to the, to, uh, to the synagogues and talk to the Jews on, on Saturday, but when there wasn't no church, he was down at the marketplace. Day after day, it wasn't just a, a Sunday thing. But he was there every day talking to people, discussing this thing, telling them with any who happened to be there. Paul was being a voice for God. And the church needs to be more of a voice today. We need to be stand for Jesus, shine for Jesus, and I told you there's a lot of ways that you be a voice. I plan on I'm plan I'm planning on being a voice this coming Tuesday. That there, even though the devil might try to confuse you, there are some choices to be made. There are some choices to be made. And there's something far greater here than just four years of somebody being a president for four years. Think think about what we've already got going. Kim Davis spent time in jail because of somebody on the Supreme Court when that law was passed. There's a vacancy now. And if there's another one placed on there to go along with the ones that's on there, we ain't talking about four years. We're talking about for the next 30. We're talking about the, the finishing up of our right. That's right. 
So I'm going to make my voice known. I'm going to make my voice known, and I'm praying. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm. It, it, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to elect a pastor. I got a pastor. But I want to see somebody get in there that will stand up for the Constitution. Amen. And not shred our Bill of Rights. Amen. We, in the times that we are living in, there needs to be a voice for righteousness. God, help me to be a voice, to speak out any kind of way that you give me an opportunity to speak out. Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight?